Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Dan Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. So I'm, I'm going to have to prompt you for what you've been joking about for weeks. You were going to start this intro with and make you say it. Yeah. So you ever get an email in a rainforest cafe in Orlando, Florida? Because I did. <laughs> and it happened to be our next guest, our, this guest on this episode. I was not also in the rainforest cafe. No. I was not anywhere particularly interesting when I received the message from you that you had gotten this email in the rainforest cafe. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a disappointment because I don't have a good half of the story. No, well, because the additional half of the story is me sending the reply email um, in MCO with a wizard hat on because I didn't want to carry the wizard hat. So I just wore it in the airport. Yeah, either, either fortunately or unfortunately, there's no such thing as an employee training video for being a podcaster that would teach you things like whether or not it was appropriate to answer business emails wearing a wizard hat in an airport. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're just going to roll with that maybe being okay. Yeah, no, it's this is a training video now, except it's a podcast. So I guess speaking of incredibly bizarre and unlikely circumstances, uh, our guest this week on this episode is Justin McElroy of many, many podcasts, all of which I happen to listen to and I'm a big fan of. And as previously alluded to, he came on to talk about employee training videos, which opened some kind of rabbit hole that I'm going to now dive into whenever possible because they're really good as the they're really good as the thing. I think it's more of a spiritual awakening than a rabbit hole. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> that's that's fair. So instead of us trying to fumble through talking about the subject or about our guest, I think that we will start the interview right now. Yeah, thank you, Justin, for coming on and and talking to us and spending this time. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. If you want to just like introduce yourself, tell people who are listening. I'm assuming people who are listening to this probably kind of know who you are and what you do. But regardless, if you want to do that and then tell us what you brought to talk about today. Hi, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm the co-host of My Brother, My Brother and Me, The Adventure Zone, Sawbones, Till Death Do Us Blart, The Empty Bowl, and uh, a bevy of other shows. And I've written about video games for my entire adult life, but it is really not my passion. My passion is employee training videos. <laughs> I have to say, I was, we were both collectively extremely excited. Yeah, that's <laughs> accurate. There was a lot of all caps when, we, when yeah. uh, I found out what you were doing. <laughs> it is a guilty, guilty treasure in the purest sense to me. I feel bad about it. I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to do just and it's not that I don't like to talk about it it's that nobody wants to hear about it but for reasons that we can like cover but that is what I wanted to like uh, absolutely you know abscond with your entire podcast and monopolize it <laughs> to talk about this extremely specific uh, entertainment fetish of mine. You have come to the right place because that is the entire point of our show. Perfect. For people at home, because obviously we we dabbled a little bit to like kind of brush it. We try not to do research for, for topics that mm-hmm. people bring because we kind of want to bring, you know, either fresh perspectives or new perspectives, but we both kind of did a little preemptive uh, watching. Um, but for people who might not be familiar, maybe like a give a brief overview of like what you are talking about when you mean these okay. like training videos. So what I specifically enjoy is... Videos almost always, almost the all the choice stuff was on VHS. Like you may get some decent stuff that's more recent, but like all the really choice stuff was VHS. And it is videos of indeterminate length, usually 
10 minutes seems to be like the sweet spot, uh, depending on how they're sort of broken out. But like 10 to, to 30 minutes seems to be the, about the range. And it is tra- videos made by corporations specifically for their employees to watch to train them on some aspect of their job. What I would say is that by and large, the videos tend to adhere to very broad things because like they don't, technology is, is hard to keep up with. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to turn out a new video every time you get a new point of sale system. So a lot of them deal with like how to treat customers and how to upsell people and how like, uh, but if it's a restaurant, sometimes it's like classic techniques that will not change such as Wendy's grill skills, which if, (laughs) if you had like, if you have seen one of these, you probably saw Wendy's grill skills because it, it features a gentleman uh, rapping about how to grow hamburgers at Wendy's. And that's, I mean, that's, we can all agree it's good and excellent and very good. But it's not, for me, it doesn't necessarily work. Like for what, for my part, for my dark needs, it doesn't necessarily do it for me because it's too good it's too produced there's too much of a reason to watch it because it's like funny it's got a musical number and lots of like jokes and stuff what i like are the ones that are more like banal you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's just like basically how like there's a really good one that i watched recently for um a golden corral style uh buffet chain and i forget the name of the chain but it's like it's literally just like how to make small talk with people while you are carving meat with them like (laughs) How to like just basically like you could ask kids about school and you could ask them about the weather. You can talk about the weather. It's like I love this idea that you do not have the basic capacity. Like you got hired, but you also don't have the capacity to chat people up while you carve beef. Once you get that giant knife in your hand, it's really hard to, yeah. to stay sociable. Old country was the the um. If you all want to go the the extra mile on this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna link you the old country buffet uh, training video. It's one of my favorites because they just have this poor, uncomfortable. The other thing I love about employee training videos, and, I, and then I'm gonna stop <laughs> monologuing about them, is a lot of times they seem to have hired actual employees to appear in them, and that's unnecessary. There are starving actors all over this great land <laughs> that would love to pretend to be the pot roast guy at Old Country Buffet, but no, you really had to get Jared, the real carver from Old Country buffet to do to pretend like he doesn't know how to talk to people about sports and so i love i love that part too so i think i think the first question on both of our minds is how did you fall down this rabbit hole because it's such a specific genre of video that like there had to have been like a starting point absolutely 100 percent, no question i when i was so I had kind of like a directionless youth is underselling it because it was like until my mid twenties, but I was fairly directionless uh, throughout my high school and college years and for a couple of years after college. And I worked this like string of retail jobs. I mean, I had and, and non-retail jobs and just like little odd jobs. I worked at 40 different employers before I turned 30. Um, I sometimes maintaining multiple jobs at one time. Uh, sometimes I quit places and then went back to those places. Uh, I did that with Blockbuster. I quit Blockbuster. I worked at 18 months. For, I worked for 18 months at Blockbuster, quit, went back six months later, worked for another 18 months, got fired for stealing Fight Club. It happens. Um, <laughs> but at all these places, so I worked like, to give you another, like I worked five places at the mall. Like I worked <laughs> at Toys R Us, Babbage's, which was a, 
a proto GameStop, uh, Olive Garden, Best Buy, and Borders, which used to be a bookstore, CD store. So like I watched a lot of training videos, and what I what I liked is like a lot of times I would find I would watch these things. So this is like in the era before your phone was like an all in one entertainment center. So a lot of times it would be like I don't have anything to do, and I'm gonna watch one of these videos. And I have like a lot of very happy memories of like buying a candy bar at the place where I work, wherever that happened to be, whatever candy bars they had on offer, G- getting a candy bar, and then. Then, like, turning on the TV in the break room to watch one of these uh, old training videos. And I would watch all of them multiple times. <laughs> and, well, because there's nothing else to watch. I would, like, but I would, like, get deeply into it. And I would try to get my fellow employees to, like, you have to come see this one. This one is the most bizarre. It's just about, like, how uh, how to uh, tuck in your shirt properly or, like, whatever garbage <laughs> It happened to you about, and like, I, and I think that that is definitely where it um started. Toys R Us had a ton of recipes. Uh, Toys man, three of the five chains I mentioned to you are now out of business. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Toys R Us had a ton of really good ones. Blockbuster has at least one like absolute classic, and the Blockbuster training videos are also very good because they always try to make them timely. So there's like a lot of like I'm looking for sleepless in Seattle, <laughs> like or whatever. <laughs> Um, Buster Sales is the is the the guy from the uh, Blockbuster training video. Uh, Buster Sales is a man that lives in the television at Blockbuster, and he comes out to remind you to try to get people to. There, there is like there's a whole segment in there about getting people to rent a VCR, which is like now a, a compl- such a foreign concept on both levels that yeah yeah, (laughs) i don't even think you could tell a teenager about it like the the idea is 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 beyond um that is the other thing is like a lot of these training videos are i think they stemmed from the time period of like i think that they were if i had to guess and i don't know this for sure if i had to guess a lot of these i think stemmed from the creation of the video camera where like and and like video toaster and stuff like that where like it became easier to put something like this together without a lot of like uh, you know, multi-million dollar equipment and everything, sure. like it yeah. became a lot more feasible. So do you think that, um, you said that you, you watched some of these videos even back then, like more than once. Did you, do you find that they become, like a lot of people would watch it once and say, haha, that's funny. And then be done with it. Do you find that the repetition of watching multiple videos or watching the same one more than once increases your appreciation of it? Um, yeah, I eventually it just became like a comfort thing. Sometimes it's not going to be a banger. Sometimes like it's not going to, sometimes <laughs> the video is just not going to hit. You're not always going to get a Buster Sales or a or a, a Girl Skills. You know, sometimes it's like much more banal. The other thing is like sometimes they're too timely. They it seems too like relatable and modern. It doesn't have like that weird comfort that like an older. I've always like I've always liked that. I've always like like watching video from different time periods, specifically stuff that's like not entertainment media. Like I think of it like old commercials and stuff like that. Like and these are kind of in the same vein where they start to take on they almost feel like outsider art in a way because it's not made by people who make entertainment i think a lot of the times and its intent is not to entertain which is like kind of a weird concept for us like it's kind of it's kind of a a weird thing to watch because it still has to be like relatable or whatever but you are being forced to watch it (laughs) (laughs) except for me who was watching it was (laughs) evolution you know you mentioned like sort of ones that are really good like ones that are like 
super amazing and then ones that are just kind of like eh, nothing do you have like a criteria like what's the like what is that sweet spot of like what makes a video really you know really compelling to you for me a narrative is so important like it does and i don't just mean like i, I mean like a meta narrative that connects everything like that's really huge for me um girl skills is a great example of that but like buster sales is is another good one where you have this narrator who's teaching this one person how to do it there's a there's a great nintendo employee training video where this cat gets like sucked into a game and he has to learn the skills uh to uh to no sorry i'm conflating there is an excellent nintendo employee training video where different customers come up to the um desk and this very helpful nintendo salesman helps them with their problems with their game boy and nintendo entertainment systems uh, that's extremely good. The I think it's a Funko Land video where the uh, the employee gets sucked into the yeah the employee gets sucked into the video game and he has to get, learn this acronym for their sales system that is and the acronym is games G A M E S like really I'm supposed to remember that like that's the entire thing that we. <laughs> that we sell is games. It's already a thing. It's already a thing. So it's like extremely confusing. I think it's like, I, I know that the, greet, ask, uh, after that, I don't know. Greet, the G and the A are greet and ask. I know that much. Obviously, it was an incredibly effective training video. You might remember what it stood for. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I think I think two out of five at a place that never worked. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's good. Is... Yeah, I was wondering, do you think that if you walked into Wendy's and somebody said, okay, we want to put you on the grill, do you think that you have learned the skills necessary to operate, say, a Wendy's grill from watching these videos? I think I could do it. I think I could do it. I I think I could make Kentucky Fried Chicken. I've watched that video before. <laughs> uh, it, you know what? I, I am still waiting for like my Slumdog Millionaire moment where like for some <laughs> reason to stop the zombie apocalypse, I have to like, like upsell someone a Game Informer subscription or some, <laughs> something like that. Uh, I can't, I, I don't know what that would be, but I, 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 I am... I am still waiting. No, it's like instead of, you know, is anyone on this plane a doctor? Is, does anyone on this plane know how to sell an Xbox? <laughs> Something. Oh, gosh. I'm just like, I'm just fascinated by, because like, as I was watching them, there was something definitely compelling about the fact that none of these people really know how to talk in front of a camera. Um, That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just curious what all, like, because it really seems to be like a combination of elements that like really has drawn you to this. You know, it's the, it's mm -hmm. the narrative. It's the lack of acting. It's the just bizarre vid videography in general. But I also noticed that there were like categories of them. Like there were ones that were more musical and ones that were more like instructional. I don't know. Is there a specific type you veer to more than others? Or is it just like whatever suits your palate at the time sort of thing? I... I don't necessarily, there are some that are a narrator just like telling you what to do and the B-roll is like silent employees like doing it. And that mm -hmm. starts to feel a little dystopian to me. I don't necessarily <laughs> love that. Sure. I want them to be active participants in the training experience. There are also some that are, get a little too deep in the paint vis-a-vis uh, employ like values of the employer employer like this is what Hardy's stands for mm -hmm. and it's like okay well you're still Hardy's you should calm down a little bit <laughs> um you are you are definitely Hardy's um the costumes in all these like I shouldn't say costumes they're actually uniforms but like the mid 80s Hardy's look is 
absolutely wild. <laughs> it is like a beret. It's like an orange plaid shirt. Uh, I'm going to, you know, if you Google the Hardy's training video from 1986, you can see these outfits, but I'm going to link y'all to them. It's like a brown slacks and a orange plaid button down, untucked, and then a brown uh, beret at Hardy's. Yeah, it's, or like, no, it's, it's more of a flat cap now that I look at it. But the fashion in these is absolutely buck wild. I watched that one uh, last night and, and I, I concur with you. It's kind of like disco newsboy. It's very good. I do not remember them having these uniforms, but I would have been pretty young. So, and I wish I did. I wish I did remember that because I, yeah, I wonder if they could bring those back for an anniversary or something. That would be good. This is really a whole lot of luck. Like in a good way, is though, is the thing. <laughs> There's something about it that really adds to the entire experience. I'm curious because you mentioned obviously early on, and, and granted, the whole point of the show is to bring people on to talk about things that they don't talk about. But um, you mentioned that you don't in- enjoy talking about this sort of fascination you have with these videos. Is is there any particular it's, reason or? Okay, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's that mm-hmm. like okay, if I it, let's say I uh, you bring me on your show to talk about my favorite movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. might. I would probably have a, a film that I would mention that if you were to Google it or maybe you've like seen it yourself, right? There's a shared vocabulary we as a culture have with film. With these videos, they are, and maybe this is what I like about them, but they are outside of culture. They are mm-hmm. not part of our culture. They're a way to teach you how to restock perfume. So you don't, I can't bring them up and like chat about about somebody with them you know what I mean because like they have no frame of reference for them almost certainly have not seen the one I'm talking about because it was only shown to employees of the old country buffet <laughs> and don't have that sort of like I could prattle on about it for a few minutes but you wouldn't have any uh, shared language with which to like make that a conversation so it's sure. like it's not a conversation. I can talk generally about this weird fact of, about me is that I love employee, like retro employee training videos. Um, the other side note, because you asked about ones that I don't like, sometimes people make parodies of them. And I think that should be against the law. I think that you shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think it should be legal for you to make employees. Like what you get a lot of times is like employees of a chain making like a funny training video for lulls like. And that should be against the law and it should be a federal crime that you get to jail for. Because a lot of times some of us are out here just like trying to calm down a little bit and trying to unwind with a training video and seeing a, a fakey, fake BS, fake crap thing that you made up for no reason. That's not getting it done. Thank you. My public announcement. Yeah, is is that part of the appeal? I, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, that, but that these videos, because they were never intended to be seen by a general audience, because they were so specific and targeted, I, I felt like they have a, most of them have kind of a genuineness to them. Like, yes. they feel very, very authentic. Like, this was something where, to these people who were making it, who probably had not done a lot of acting or had not done a lot of video production, that they were coming to it from a different standpoint than someone who's like, oh, we need to make this big, splashy thing that's going to go viral, that, that the attitude of the people who are making it affects the way that you feel when you watch it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no... Um, it definitely has like there's like almost a safety to it where like you know mm-hmm. that it's not gonna get uh it's not gonna be depressing it's not gonna be unctuous it's not gonna be sarcastic or ironic or anything it is just exactly what it is and you know you know you mentioned the intended audience and I de- and I think that that might be a little bit of the appeal is that there is almost a 
this idea that I'm not supposed to be watching this almost feels a little bit voyeuristic. You know what I mean? Like, this is what they Mm -hmm. don't want you to know. (laughs) Like, this is how the Hardee's employees open the bags properly. Have you ever noticed anything like that when you when you go into a restaurant? Like, are are you are you? Man, I don't know if they're even watching these movies because I've seen people I've seen people use the pop technique to flick the bags open, and you're supposed to put your hand in there and do it properly because you're gonna rip it back. You're gonna rip the darn bag. And I still see these kinds of behaviors. Uh, considering that almost all these are about like greeting your customers properly, and uh, that happens at zero uh, percent of any businesses in America today, um, I think that a lot of people are not taking these films to heart. I would say for sure. Yeah, I think that was the one thing I I really noticed. I think especially with the the Hardys one that I I watched part of, where there's like people walking around and talking to people, and I'm like, did did that actually? Did people actually come up and talk to you like in a Hardys? Right. Like I. Is that culture? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember it. Uh, but I, of course, I was young. I was a youngster then, and I was on the other side of the counter. So I mean, I tried to be friendly whenever <laughs> possible. But we all got our moments. Right. There's a. There's another one that I. Like I'm just gonna keep mentioning to you because there's somebody <laughs> in your audience is having like an awakening as they're hearing about this and <laughs> more and more. There's one that is Nintendo. I just said I'm I'm linking you all to these uh, Nintendo interactive retail store displays. That is this very enthusiastic man in a very bad tie and dress shirt, <laughs> uh, just going through the different store displays that Nintendo consoles can be in and showing you like how to open them and how to adjust the volume and how to change the games. And he's like so fucking proud of himself. It's amazing. <laughs> he's like so energetic about where he keeps his key and which key you use and how to change the volume and like how to, you know, share the latest games with your customers is, is fantastic. Nintendo is on point. So did you just start like, cause I know like, like for us, obviously you sent like a, a huge playlist. It was, did, like, did you just find that, or like, did, did you? I mean, I've done a, I've done every permutation of this YouTube search. Like, um, <laughs> okay, got you. I think that there's different, definitely. Like, I know there's a lot of good ones out there that I just haven't seen, and that is probably the hardest thing of all, right? Because it takes a very special person to watch a video, a boring employee training video, and then like decide I'm going to steal that and I'm going <laughs> to rip it to YouTube. Because right. like every one of these starts that way. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like everybody's like, yeah. you know what? I stole one of these and I'm going to put it on YouTube. Even though it's like not funny or anything. It's just sort of like what it is. I'm definitely going to steal this and rip it to YouTube. I And I would encourage everyone, like if you're sitting on one of these, please share it with the world. I mean, email it to me first, but then share share it with the world. And uh, I beg of you, like, let's get these let's get these puppies out there where everybody can enjoy them. Yeah, because that's really a lot of dedication to be like, I'm going to not only it am is. I going to steal this, I'm going to digitize it and then I'm going to upload it. Like that's there's multiple steps to right. that process. Yeah. And at no point in that process, you just opt. Like, there's definitely a gap too between peak VHS being a thing and peak YouTube uploading being a thing, right? Like, there's yeah. definitely a time gap where those great employee training videos have, like, fallen to dust while nobody digitized them. And that that is what keeps me up at night. Yeah, I'm fascinated that there's, there were some on that playlist that were as old as they were because, I mean, the prescience that you would have to have to yeah. steal a tape in, like, 1986 and keep it in the hopes that eventually you would be able to share it with the world is, is a lot. These people are clearly American heroes. Yeah, I, it, it's amazing. It's 
it's amazing. It's so generous to be like, man, I've been sitting on this thing for 20 years. I got to get it on YouTube. Do you have a favorite out of the out of the batch or like one that you come back to more often than others? I have probably watched the Nintendo employee training video the most because it's like it definitely mm-hmm. is touching on that. Not the interactive store display Nintendo employee and not the Funko Land guy that gets sucked into video games, <laughs> but the Nintendo training video because it is actually a reminder of a time when there were desks at like your local department store that were just for Nintendo and like where you could take your Nintendo products to be serviced and sold because Nintendo had to be so on point to write the ship after the um the collapse of video games in 1985 and 6 that like they had to be so good on customer service and so good on everything they literally had like desks in stores that's just like here's the Nintendo place where we will fix all these problems and the customers that come up to this guy there's a guy that brings up a Nintendo that he says is not working and it's like coated in disgusting filth like brown sticky <laughs> filth and he's like I don't know my kids press the start button nothing happens and my dude behind the counter is like uh, it's disgusting I'm not gonna give you a refund on this then they got this nerdy dude who's like, ah, oh, the EEPROM has definitely shorted out <laughs> and it's malfunctioned on this uh, Game Boy. And as you can see, there's no... And then my man's just like, did you try the contrast knob? Because it's all the way to the right. And the nerd's like, oh, dunk. I didn't even know about contrast knobs. It's like so smarmy and self-satisfied. Another one of mom's like, I've got the controller plugged in and it doesn't work. She's got it plugged into port two. Mom. <laughs> mom. It's great. Every and every single customer is like, it feels like that kind of shade. Like these are the dumbasses that you will encounter, and I need you to be strong. And Mario needs you to be strong, and we're all here with you spiritually. But like, it's gonna get rough out there, and you need to be prepared for it. Since you have um, experience in in your own career doing doing video production, have do you think that these have influenced your art approach in any way? I have. I have probably unwittingly like absorbed some of these mannerisms and like it definitely has i'll say this it definitely has influenced my aesthetic like there's that level of like earnestness and like wholesomeness i think it is this like corporate wholesomeness i think it definitely ties into things that i find funny like i'm certain that whatever part of my body thinks that these videos are good is the same part of my body that thinks like talking about brands is a very funny thing to do like that i i think that that's probably in the same whatever the same strain of my dna is it's definitely i mean i don't know i keep coming back to the this weird connection that i'm i'm also having with them because a lot of these are before i was born so there's a weird like borrowed nostalgia that like from mm-hmm. a lot of this kind of thing i don't know i don't there's not a question off coming off of that it's just a thought <laughs> no it's for that's for sure like it definitely feels like that it, it borrowed nostalgia is a good way of looking at it like i think that does i i used to love like i mentioned i think a little bit like toy commercials from the 50s and 60s we had dvd series of of those it was probably vhs actually when we when we started and then i we eventually at like we would buy my dad and i would buy it like comic book conventions used to have it used to be very common at comic 
comic book conventions to find um, big, these big like dealers of black market VHS stuff that you couldn't get anywhere. And I know there's like still some of that, but digital is so ubiquitous that it doesn't really make sense to pay somebody $30 for a complete run of Superboy, the live action series from the, the early 90s, because you can just like probably watch it on YouTube or whatever. But we used to buy these like 50s and 60s toy commercial compilations. And then I did, I, I used to love that, like watching those, even though that had nothing to do with my own uh, life. It just, I, I think it's like, you know, it seemed like a simpler time or whatever that that is uh, almost certainly unearned. But it, it is uh, it has that effect. Yeah, I mean, I certainly felt the same way watching um, these training videos that even though I was, you know, relatively old during most of them, that it, it's still the nostalgia of it. It doesn't really reflect reflect reality because it's this constructed reality where everything is perfect and all the employees are super stoked to like work the drive through at a Wendy's, mm-hmm. which is probably not what the case ever was. You know, you can't say like, well, in the 80s, people used to love that because I don't know that that was true, but it does it gives you this kind of safe environment where it it seems like maybe everybody's really excited to do what they do and they all know Mm -hmm. what they're doing and they all work together. So it's very calming that way, I think. Yeah. And it's also not asking anything of you Um, as Mm -hmm. a, as a viewer, you are not expected to bring anything to it emotionally or whatsoever. It is literally just, uh, you know, come here to be educated about girl skills. Like, you don't have there's no expectation that you're going to feel anything or uh cry laugh cry Mm -hmm. anything it's just like sort of the like the height of banality it's definitely this very controlled environment and it's almost like this i totally get that comfort level out of it because it's like okay i'm gonna watch this video and everything is gonna go right in it or or you know everything will be figured out and maybe i'll walk away with a new skill if i was an employee you know i mean i guess you're technically walking away with a new skill but you're never applying it really but no i i definitely understand that sort of feeling of like this is just like one note but it's good in a way. It's it's like a yeah. it's like a weighted blanket of a video. Basically. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not that far off. It's like very soothing. Um, I think it's probably the same part of my brain that likes like like to fall asleep to videos that I don't care about, like people talking at length about things I don't care about, like candle reviews or makeup hauls, like things that I I have no bearing on my life. I I find very very enjoyable because I can kind of shut my brain off for a little while. Is there is there ever a I don't know if, I don't want to say fear that sounds way too dramatic but this ever worry that like there's never going to be anything you're never going to find any new gems in the in the sort of lost pile of these videos like one day there will be an end to the, this kind of thing you know just in the last couple of months we unearthed the AMC theaters 1997 employee training video and it, it is four months ago we got Crystal Pepsi employee training video for 1992 I mean they, these things are still being found. I would encourage people to please just keep digitizing them. It's so important. We don't, we're missing, there are huge parts of this culture that have been lost to time and only you can, um, can help us to, uh, to, to preserve these gems. How do you find out about like the new one, like these new ones being found? Do you just periodically search things or is there like an alert? I I search employee training video on YouTube. Okay. And then I adjust my search to show the newest results earliest. Uh, So I get the really good stuff. It is, I will say that a lot of videos recently are more focused on sexual harassment avoidance Mm. and those are Mm. uh, marginally less fun to uh consume so i would i would say that uh that that it is sometimes hard to find separate the the wheat from the chaff there 
No, I just had this vivid mental image of like like a like an alert network of like, hey guys, there's a new one. Like I don't know, like going down the chain or something. <laughs> the, like, the fandom, the fandom for these videos. Maybe. <laughs> sure. Well, or the what's the oh now I'm gonna now it's gonna bother me because I have the it, from what's the midnight the midnight. Are bark? you thinking of the twilight bark? I'm thinking of the twilight bark, but about <laughs> these types of videos. Like I don't know. I I just the the thought of there being sort of like any type of community around people who look for these types of things and put these things online delights me. But have you ever run yeah. into anyone else who's into these kinds of videos? Never. Huh. Never my entire life. But of course, how would I know? You know, how would I, how would That's I decide? We don't have a secret handshake. It would require me <laughs> bringing up these kinds of videos sight unseen. Uh, right. And, you know, in mid conversation, which would be uh, impossible to think about. Um <laughs> I've just linked you all another. I will continue to update you as I find <laughs> ones that I want to make sure to share with the Wendy's training video, Cold Drinks, which is a super common subgenre in this field is uh, white people rapping is like very big <laughs> white people rapping like like they're trying to connect. They're trying. But like white people rapping about how to make sodas and how to grow hamburgers and that the like. Uh, it, it is a big is a big subcategory. So if you got the call like tomorrow yeah. that that someone some business in your area needed to do an employee training video and they they thought that you Justin McElroy would be the perfect person to record this video for them, would you say yes? I would say no, uh, and I tell you why because I couldn't get to the level of earnestness that would be required to make one of these actually land like for me personally i mean i i because i would want to make it funny or i would want to make it entertaining or i would want to like make it say anything you know and like that's not yeah. that's not the assignment the assignment is to teach people how to pour soda and i don't think that i could just like <laughs> calm down enough and have the i mean if you'll allow it self confidence to just make a video <laughs> about how to pour soda into a cup yeah, that's a very tight needle to thread yeah. of sincere but not comedic but not super not like boring but not like uninterested boring. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a very specific emotion. <laughs> and you can't you can't be self-aware of it either. I right. think there were there were a few people in those videos who who clearly wanted to be professional actors, so I think we're probably not who did come across a little bit like they might be killbots or something because they were just <laughs> they were doing it a little too hard, like they were hitting hitting it real hard and it, it it made it play kind of fakey and weird and it was very disconcerting to watch instead of people like who clearly were not actors like they were actually better at doing their job in the video i'm just generally delighted by this entire thing i don't know if i have like it's any hard questions it's hard anything. to talk about them too much because i end up just wanting to go watch some um because <laughs> it it they just, there's just nothing better for me like initially i thought oh, okay it's like one it's like a video because i only just saw it like i only just saw the one video preview and then i'm like oh no it's a playlist and then i had that thought oh i could spend a couple hours just watching these i definitely just, did yeah and it would just be like a really chill night so i i totally get the appeal <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I, I i i like the idea of there being potentially some sort of fandom for these and the conventions just being everyone
someone just sitting in a room and watching them and not actually talking about it at all. I think that sounds <laughs> yeah. super, super chill. Sounds very relaxing. <laughs> or like a secret society, really. I, yeah, I, I picture yeah. more of like a like a secret society deal, you know, secret yeah. handshakes. <laughs> Knowing which Nintendo key opens the cabinet so you can adjust the volume, which I will now <laughs> never forget, I think. <laughs> it's, it's in there now. It's useless. It was useless knowledge. <laughs> I'm definitely going to include all of these it, somehow with this episode. We'll figure it out. Is there like is there like a shining like the best i think i probably asked your favorite one but like is there like just like the most beautiful shining gem in this collection that you can think of i have probably given you some of the best buster sales is is excellent cold drinks is is very good um i i i I don't think you can go wrong but again i i can't emphasize enough if one were to rise above the others that would be a perversion of what makes sure. these things so wonderful. Sure. Because then there would be some reason to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe we should close out with is, since we've often asked our guests to kind of pitch the concept of the thing that they're into to get uh, you know someone in the audience to check it out, and I think you've done a pretty good job of that, but could you maybe set up, okay, what's the scenario? What's the, the evening, the environment where you suggest somebody sitting down to, to watch one of these? Uh, you're, it's in the middle of your work day. You have five minutes. You don't have time to like leave and go take a walk and meditate or whatever. You need something that will occupy the front of your brain that's connected to your eyeballs while leaving the back part of your brain free to relax and decompress. And might I offer employee training videos? They are plentiful on YouTube. They are non-confrontational. They will ask nothing of you. The meter in the lyrics of their assorted musical numbers are very clumsy, but they are trying their best. And uh, I, I think if you need if you need a few minutes to yourself, you could do a lot worse than watching a gold fashion employee training video. Well, thank you so much, Justin, um, for yeah, thank you for coming on and and talking and bringing this bringing to light at least even just for both the both of us because I think we both had a really good time <laughs> yeah. um, good. like watching these when we probably should have been doing other work but that's of course <laughs> um, uh, is there any where can people find you um, on social media any projects you want to specifically talk about um, this space is yours so go for it I have a lot of different podcasts I mentioned the names of them but my brother my brother me the adventure zone sawbones are the main three I do a, a, a show about a meditative podcast about cereal called the empty bowl if you want to check that out you can find links to all these at mcelroy m-c-e-l-r-o-y shows.com and i'm also on twitter justin mcelroy m-c-e-l-r-o-y that's me thank you again so much for um for coming on and your time and everything uh, it means the world <laughs> no yeah. problem my pleasure Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com. Or send us a video of you awkwardly wrapping your thoughts. Bonus points for accurate wardrobe. And hey, while you're here, go check out the Sawbones book at bit.ly slash sawbonesbook, which you can get in both book form and audiobook form. And you can pre-order the second Adventure Zone graphic novel at theadventurezonecomic.com. 
you should do both of those things, honestly. Also, if you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Or if you didn't like the show, try plugging your controller into port one. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy.